0: Hi, right, what's happening? What is going on? Welcome in to Sports Fighting Daily. Appreciate you joining us for the uh, Super Bowl preview. Let's get to it. It's uh, going to be a great game. Really looking forward to this. It's I would say right now, you know, aside from Baltimore in the conversation, these are probably inarguably the two best teams in football um, and I know that Kansas City had their ups and downs this year, but did you ever really doubt that they would put it together when it mattered? And then obviously on the other side, San Fran's been a lot of, you know, and, and a lot of power ratings, they've been the consensus number one team all year long, you know, wire to wire. So it's a great matchup. I'm really looking forward to it. But there are different angles to break down, and a few really interesting things that I think kind of stick out. The first of which, where we're going to start, is the line. Because I think that's the biggest point of disconnect between... A lot of people, I mean, it's it's not like... A, let me be clear. This is not some pros versus Joes thing. This is not some sharps versus squares to where you're getting all the public money on Kansas City. You're getting all the, the uh, sharp money on San Fran, and that's what's happening here. It's The line's kind of acting like that, but I, I see a lot of confusion about why this is. There's been a lot of talk in the media this week and last week, frankly, about why the line is San Fran as a favorite. And it's interesting because... I kind of get that too in a way, but let's first talk about the actual uh process of the line here. So as we've talked about before, we use power ratings. Power ratings are used amongst people who create lines and create their own prices on things. That's why it's, you know, so funny when like CBS Sports or ESPN has their own power ratings. It's like you you need to use a different phrase. It's not or maybe we do. Maybe maybe it needs to be called something different, you know, but that's what it's always been called power ratings. But I I digress. That's what's happening here, right? So, the sports books, or those who come up with the lines for the sports books, initially said, damn, I mean, San Fran, we have them the better team. I know they haven't looked great as of late, but they're clearly the better team in our power ratings. Therefore, they're going to be the favorite in the Super Bowl, right? So, it was a pure power ratings play to begin with when they created the line. But as we know, this is a multiplayer game. And it's not just what the sports books think. It's, it's the lines are shaped by the sports bettors. So, what happened was when they posted that line, they, they were getting so, enough two way action from enough good players to where they felt comfortable with that line. Because it's not necessarily about the amount of money coming in, it's about who's making those bets. And this can be proven. I saw a stat the other day that like 75% of total money so far has come in on Kansas City bets. Right. So that, that's a lot. That's, that's a lopsided. You may think, why isn't this going the other direction? It's not just about the amount of money. It's about who's making those bets. How big are those bets? What are they betting on? What, you know, what kind of uh, uh, news is coming out before these bets? Those kind of things. Right. So what's happening here with this line is those betting into this line kind of agree with those who created a line for the sportsbook saying, damn, I mean, San Francisco, I know they haven't looked amazing lately, last couple of weeks, but we've clearly got them, let's say, three points better than Kansas City. Right? Even after we incorporate everything, you know, San Francisco's the play at minus two, whatever it may be. So they're getting enough, they being the sports books, are getting enough action on San Fran minus two to where this thing isn't dropping. Let me tell you something. If all the money from Sharps and the squares and everyone was coming in on Kansas City plus two, this line would quickly drop to a pick'em, and it may even swing to Kansas City being the favorite. It would happen. It's not like the sports books, you know, are stubborn or have some agenda. They're sticking with what they think is going to get them the most amount of money, and what that currently means is accepting all of these bets on Kansas City. So that's why this is a weird Super Bowl. And let me be honest, I am more uh, apprehensive to bet this Super Bowl than I have been. I would say any Super Bowl the last. 7 years since I've been doing this. But and the reason is for this very thing that I don't ever want to overreact to what the public thinks, you know. And and I'll admit, maybe that's a weakness that I have. When I give a pick, when I have a pick and, and a lot of square people agree with me, I immediately dislike that pick. And that that's that's again something I need to work on because I think what happens is I give too much into that because there's only two teams to pick from. If there were a million teams, and we're all on the same side, then it's like, oh, damn, how would we all remember that? It's, a, it's team A, team B, right? So half the time, you know, random person at your local bar is going to be on a sharp side just because there's only two teams to pick from. So I, I need to calm down with that in general, but I'm going to be honest. <laughs> that It sort of shaped my thought process leading up to this game because my power ratings, what I use for power ratings, the smart people I've talked to, it's like, Kansas City should be closer to a a pick'em here, right? That's what a lot of people think. And I I was pretty strong about that. But in these last couple of weeks, damn near every interview I see, almost every person who gets on TV, radio, podcast, whatever it is, and says who they think is going to win, it's always, Kansas City seems like the clear pick to me. How can you bet against Mahomes? How can you bet against Andy Reid? Kansas City, Kansas City, Kansas City. Now, a handful of people have said, 49 ers I'm not saying no one had no one has but I mean come on you, I'm sure you're all seeing the same thing we're all watching the same things listening to the same things it's it seems like it's everyone going in on Kansas City and it's not like the the money's saying that too 75 percent of bets are on the uh, the chiefs like it, it's it's everything and I'm always I always question I'm always damn like what are these real 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 sharp syndicates seeing? That I'm not. Why was I so on Kansas City, the side everyone seems to be on? And look, that's again not inherently the wrong side. And if we do look back at Super Bowl history, the public has been right and had their stretches where they're actually correct more than the books and the wise guys. So I don't, again, I don't want to make too much of that, but it is, it does cause a, a, a little bit of concern or just apprehension for me when I hear everyone act like. This is an obvious pick, but they're making it seem like the underdog is the obvious pick, right? So, you know, if you've listened to the show for a while, you know, the one thing that we can't ever do is disrespect the market and disrespect those betting into the market, especially in really, really efficient sports, heavily, you know, sports with heavy liquidity, like the NFL, NBA, things like that. The Super Bowl is the quintessential example of all of that. I think the Super Bowl, year in, year out, is maybe the best, sharpest, most accurate line you're going to get. Right, All the information's out there. Limits are up. So all the best all the best sports bettors in the world actually have incentive to bet the Super Bowl. You may think, okay, if you're betting the NFL, if you're an NFL better, you're going to bet this. No, if you haven't bet the NFL all year and you're some better in England, you have incentive to bet the Super Bowl because it's some of the highest limits you're going to get all year. And so if you're really one of these syndicates or individuals or groups of people, whatever, who makes millions of dollars, you need to get money down. The hardest thing for people like that is getting money down. This is a great example of, wow, we can get hundreds of We can get millions down on this game. You got to find a way to bet this game. So there's incentive for pros to want to bet this. And so everyone's opinions in on this thing. This is a sharp line. This is a hyper sharp line. Now, I'm talking about the spread and over under. We're not talking about all these ancillary bets or all these uh, uh, derivatives or related bets, player props, all that stuff. Those, we can find tons of of, uh, uh, value. And the pros do, we do. But this line, the minus two, it's creeping to two and a half, the over under, those lines are going to be rock solid. I mean, I'm talking rock solid. So if you're saying, oh, Kansas City is the obvious play. Why are there people out there smart people who do this for a living who are disagreeing with your obvious take. That's why I have the apprehension. Is this making more sense? It's not necessarily because I hate the public. It's because when everyone out there is saying the same thing and making it seem so obvious, it's whew. you know, that's why you don't bet a lot of money on this game. If, if you're me, you know, but, but look, and I, I'm going to be very clear about this. I said this on the show. What was it? Wednesday show yesterday, Tuesday show, whatever it was earlier this week when I did the Super Bowl tips, I approach the Super Bowl a little bit differently than maybe your average uh, pro better does. And it's because I, like everyone who actually really, do, you know, makes money doing this, there's no, like, ego and well, <laughs> maybe there is for a lot of people. But uh, I think there shouldn't be. Because once the ego gets involved, then you feel like you have to bet the Super Bowl because, oh, I do this for a living. Of course I'm going to bet the Super Bowl. It's the Super Bowl. I think staying in your lane is the best best thing you can do is a better, right? And not trying to do uh, outside stuff just to impress yourself, impress people around you because you feel like you should be doing that. And so this is just an example of that. Like, you know, I don't give them any NFL picks. We'll give a handful during the season. Every year, I make about 2% of my total income on the NFL. It's compared to about 30 to, you know, 35% on the NHL. So it's just different. I'm not going to you know, be betting tens of thousands of dollars on this game just because it's the Super Bowl. I'm gonna do what I think is best for my income and my job. So I treat it like like I'm having fun. I mean, if I'm gonna go out for the weekend and get a nice dinner and you know do a few things, you you may drop a couple hundred bucks on on a nice weekend, right? So that's how I look at this. I'm gonna I'm gonna you know have fun, take it easy, stay in, make some food and have some crazy fun bets on the Super Bowls. That's how I look at it. So, you know, I know there were some people out there who were going, why isn't Tyler taking this seriously? Wasn't? It? It's not about taking it seriously. It's just about my approach. We've got to clearly define what our approach is. I define my approach to the Super Bowl as having fun, gambling a little bit, so that's how I do this. But today's breakdown, and this specific idea of the line, good luck beating it, you know, uh, good luck betting into it, and beating the Super Bowl line, especially the... Thursday, Friday, before the game, consistently. It's going to be tough to do. So if you're looking to make money on this, look elsewhere is my recommendation because it's never as easy as it sounds. However, having said all of that, my pick is going to be Kansas City, right? That's why I'm apprehensive. That's why there's the the caution. But I like Kansas City for the following reasons we're going to get into. But uh, plus two is what we'll give it out at. Even though you can get it two and a half in some places, we'll give it on the pod at Kansas City. Plus two, minus 110 for our Super Bowl pick. And I kind of want to start here with this breakdown. And I I sort of alluded to it in the opening with the, the line right there. What do we give more credit to? Do we give more credit to these last few weeks in the playoffs? Or do we give credit to largely the entire regular season? Because I know San Fran had a, a few defensive hiccups there. you know they had, they, they had their question marks a little bit in November. But overwhelmingly, you look across the board at all power ratings that mean anything, San Fran has been wire-to-wire the number one team in the NFL. So the question is, do we put more weight on the overarching regular season or the last few weeks? Now, it, it's funny. As a math person, with a normal data set, you may say... You know why would we discount the all these these regular season games, all these data points in the regular season, where San Fran was clearly the better team, and it's for it's for a few reasons why I push back in this situation with that. The first of which being the obvious: the playoffs are different. You're playing better teams, better defenses, who are more—I uh, don't want to say more prepared, right? Because the NFL is a sport to where. They've got it down, it's efficient, week-by-week week basis. These teams are generally very, very prepared. But in the playoffs, I mean, I think that most people would agree out there, everyone's giving a little more. Everyone. Players, coaches, staff, everyone, right? So when you're game planning in the playoffs, or for the playoffs, of course you're, you may spend one extra night up until 2 a.m. game planning, or a few extra days in the office, or get in earlier working on that, whatever it may be. So I think the playoffs, show, that's why... Though when we have the conversation about who's the greatest of all time, it often comes down to what they do in the playoffs because that's really what matters the most best competition, best schemes, best coaches, best everything. And Kansas City, having if you look at Kansas City this year, like on a line chart or a line graph, they're going up pretty consistently through the year, and I know they had their dips as well but they've been getting better and they're peaking at the right time. That's such a cliche, peaking at the right time, but but did they peak too early? And, I, and that's usually narrative and silly stuff. I'm not so sure. That's pure narrative in this instance. Now, I I I'm not I don't think this is like anti-San Fran. I think San Fran can sort of get back to that level, but Kansas City has emerged as a team who's playing very 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 good football and it's not your classic Kansas City team. It's physical fast very good defense kind of led by that defense strong running attack and you know obviously Mahomes can be Mahomes and Kelsey can be Kelsey and whoever you know on the outside but it really does come down to the running game for Kansas City my point here is they've emerged as that team in my opinion that deserves more of an adjustment at this point in the season the power rankings. Now, here's the crux, kind of getting back to the minus two, and we'll put a bow on the the spread talk after this, but the crux of why some syndicates are still betting San Fran is is just comes down to the math. They're they're not stubborn, but they're not going to adjust at this point in the season, just because Kansas City has looked good for a few games, right? Albeit, it's the playoffs. So that's everything here for those people betting San Fran still, is they were clearly the better team, even with some downgrades and adjustments. San Fran is still obviously that team. But in my opinion, getting back to what I think, I believe Kansas City deserves that upgrade that other people may not be willing to give. Uh, And that may be kind of a rare thing. You usually don't want to do that. But Kansas City, I think, calls for a rare exception. So all that, I've got Kansas City, maybe plus a half to plus one with my final line, that's why I have Kansas City Plus 2 as my pick. All right, quick thanks to BetterEdge.com. Uh, if you want a, a free $20, go to BetterEdge, sign up using our promo code, and it'll give you a free 20 bucks. So go to BetterEdge, that's B-E-T-T-O-R, like sportsbetteredge.com, and put in promo code SBD. That's SBD for Sports Betting Daily, SBD. Uh, that's going to get you a free twenty bucks. So sign up, put in co- uh, promo code SBD, get a free twenty. Bet on the Super Bowl. You can bet on things like the coin flip, the first challenge. Who's going to make the first challenge of the game? The anthem length, passing touchdowns. Will there be overtime? Interceptions thrown, carries, to- uh, touchdowns, rushing yards. All this stuff you can bet on. Better Edge, vig free. So sign up today, start betting vig free, and get a free twenty dollars. That's BetterEdge.com promo code SBD. Um. Let's get to some Pro Football Focus numbers here. I'm still doing things by the way one-handed cuz my arm my hand's still broken, so give me a second here to pull up some some pages. All right, uh let's just compare uh San Fran and Kansas City on a rankings basis from uh Pro Football Focus's overall team rankings. Okay. So, these are in a couple different categories. There's offense, defense, and then within offense, defense, they have like passing, pass blocking, receiving things like that. So, we'll just go kind of category by category and uh, talk about San Francisco's rankings versus Kansas City's rankings. Overall team, the overall pro football focus stats uh, have San Fran, the number one team in the NFL, and they've got Kansas City, the number eight team in the NFL right now. Overall offense, pro football focus has San Fran, number one, Kansas City, number 11. Overall defense, pro football focus has San Francisco, number three, Kansas City, number 13. And now let's go and do some specifics. On offense, the pass attack. Uh, Kansas City, number 5. San Fran, number 10. The rush attack. San Fran, number 1. Kansas City, number 10. And on defense, rush defense. uh, As we know, it's going to be a part of today's breakdown. Both teams average here. San Fran, 15th. Kansas City, 16th. And uh, pass coverage or coverage specifically, San Fran, number three, Kansas City, number 10. So what we can take away from those numbers, and this is exactly what I'm talking about with the numbers people, the syndicates, those who really rely on the math. Everything says here from the analytics point of view that San Francisco is clearly the better team in this situation. What's happening is outside of the numbers and outside of the analytics is where a lot of the other handicapping is going on that I'm kind of agreeing with and siding with. Things like, how do you price Andy Reid's experience? How do you price the experience of the team? How do you price the experience of having gone to multiple Super Bowls before? That means something. You hear these players who have talked about this before, these coaches who have been here before. Routine matters. Knowing what to do matters. And I know Shanahan's been here, but Brock Purdy hasn't, and that means something. When you compare the two, that means something. So I think it's really interesting that the math here, and because and I usually am a math person. I usually do side with that, but not always. That's why I like my hybrid of handicapping, and this is a great example of you don't always just blindly go with the math. You've got to incorporate other things here, because the data says, as we just went through, what what was Kansas City better on there? one uh, one st- stat, which was overall passing, which they I don't know if that's going to be a giant part of their game plan in this game because of the matchup. So, you know, um, interesting there. I wanted to go through those numbers to kind of show everyone what pro football focus thinks, because to most people out there, this is open and shut to most people. It's like. Yeah, I mean San Fran's been pretty good this year, but Kansas City. How can you bet against Mahomes? How can you bet against injury? they have been huh, They've been here before, so I know I'm sort of saying the same stuff everyone else is. Which I I hate to sound like a broken record here, but that's again what gives me the apprehension. It's like, wait, why do I sound like that? <laughs> everyone that shouldn't have. That's what a sharp handicapping sounds like generally, right? But I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know. Is it that the public's more sharp? Is it that there's only two teams to pick from? Is it that it's kind of an obvious handicap and let's not overthink it? That could be it too. Like I not everything has to be some huge mystery and let's make this complicated. Some things are just easier than others. And maybe this is a situation where it's like, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Andy Reid, this offense. You know, maybe it is that simple. that's kind of how Tom Brady boiled down too. A lot of times it was like, well, Tom Brady's getting older, is this, that, this? It eventually it was like. Yeah, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> you know, he's he's gonna do what Tom Brady does. So, you know, Brock Purdy has had a really good year. You're talking about Pro Football Focus stats. Let's bring up some uh, player grades because this may surprise you. Also, uh, according to Pro Football Focus, overall quarterback rankings this year, Patrick Mahomes comes in third overall. Brock Purdy comes in sixth overall. A lot higher than most people may think. Now when you isolate this to passing because this this incorporates everything, just isolated with passing, Patrick Mahomes is 4th, Brock Purdy is 13th. So that's a little bit of a difference there, right? But no one's going to argue that Brock Purdy has the playbook open and he's going to sit back there and be Aaron Rodgers. No one's saying that. What Brock Purdy needs to be is Brock Purdy. And he's had a couple years now in this system working with Shanahan. I mean, I think he is certainly undervalued in general, but in my opinion, not undervalued enough for us to start, for me to start leaning, you know, this line being accurate or San Fran even being the play, right? Because I still think we got a teeny bit of value actually here with Kansas City, which, I mean, look, I don't want, I know this may be a little all over the place, but I want to dial in on these concepts as they come up. When I say this is a hyper efficient line, and then I also say that I've got Kansas City like maybe plus one, that seems like I'm saying two different things, right? And I, I, I kind of am because, as you can tell, I don't have an actual line. Otherwise, I'd say Kansas City is plus 1.342, whatever it may be. So maybe I'm still overdoing this a bit. But even so, I think it's worth it to say Kansas City should be plus 1.5 with the line being 2. Otherwise, why are we betting this game at all, right? So, yes, we can disagree with the Super Bowl line by a half point or so. And yes, we can disagree as to why people got there. That's sort of the point of of, of today's podcast is breaking this down and showing why I think there's value in Kansas City. But I wanted to to, to clarify that because it seems like when you, when I say this is the most hyper efficient line, yet I'm saying we're taking Kansas City, that's kind of talking out of two sides. It's not right. Because there's enough, I think, that is being overlooked from some of the numbers people keeping this line in place that gives us that value. But overwhelmingly, that is true. The Super Bowl line is going to be tough. And this year's no exception, but I'm disagreeing with the slight over, uh, how do I want to say this, like the over confidence that a lot of these people have in math, a lot of these syndicates have in math. So wanted to kind of clarify that, that did come up. And in case you were thinking that, wanted to kind of talk about that. So either way, back to the quarterbacks. That is a lot of what I think this game is going to come down to. So at the end of the day, do I trust Brock Purdy to make those passes, to make those decisions in a game like this? That matters. That really matters. And I think the answer is no, despite, well, I know the answer is no, despite how good he's looked, despite how good San Fran's looked. And there's a reason, folks, why we're getting plus two here, right? There's a reason why Kansas City is the underdog, because San Fran has looked good all year. They've set records offensively. You can't do that with a bum at quarterback. So, That's just got to stop. That can't be a part of our handicap or anyone's handicap out there. You know, we don't talk that way. You shouldn't talk that way. And again, that's, in my opinion, kind of disrespecting the market if you're going to talk about Brock Purdy in that fashion. He's a good quarterback. He has given me reserves about this game. I went back and forth with this thing. You know, and part of it was, do I really want to take the square obvious side? You know, there's something that these people are saying. And if Brock Purdy plays a B game... San Fran could win this thing. You know, that was my thought initially, but I don't trust him in this situation. And I don't necessarily know what's going to happen because of the approach of both these teams. Now I, I was actually going to save this for a little later on. Let's talk about that. I think it's going to work right now. The approach from both these teams, like the matchups. It's a very, very interesting matchup here because Kansas city and San Fran both have very, very questionable rushing defenses. And I know a lot of the talk has been about Kansas City and their porous run defense, rush liability. That's been a lot of the talk with Kansas City, right? But the 49ers actually this season are worse in EPA per rush and rush uh, their 30th in rush success rate allowed in the NFL. What we're seeing here, what that means is those are advanced statistics, uh, uh, you know, uh, team defense rushing stats, I think both these teams, San Fran and Kansas City, are going to have an emphasis on the power running game. Now, that's not a a, a huge surprise for San Fran. That's what they do, the power run, the stretch run. That's who they are. I think Kansas City is going to, and, and their couple running backs they use, are going to really rely on the running attack and then open things up for Mahomes. I'm not so sure. This is going to be the classic game plan that we're going to see from Andy Reid. and what we've seen from this team and Andy Reid and in both this team last couple of years and Andy Reed in and his career is the flexibility the 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 willingness and 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 complete I mean he's adaptable Andy Reed Andy Reed will do whatever he thinks it takes to win rushing it passing it go back and look I think last year in the Super Bowl I, I think Patrick Mahomes threw for like 180 yards I mean this is a team who just does what they need to do to win. So, I like, and we'll talk about this tomorrow, a lot of these rushing props, both offense, D, de- you know, team uh, offense, team, you know, for the defense, individuals, we'll talk about that tomorrow, but I think some rushing props for this reason. My my opinion about the scheme we're going to see in this game from these teams. So, we'll talk about that tomorrow, but I believe that we are going to see a heavier emphasis on the running game. And you may say, does that favor San Francisco because they do that? I'm not so sure. Because if you're taking something you've done all year long, I think it's easier for the opponent to prepare for that because San Fran's not going to change up a lot. They're going to do what they do. Kansas City has a few twists they can change up, which is, again, kind of another layer to this handicap, right? Reasons why Kansas City may have adding up everything total that half point of value at the end because Kansas City can run the football. Now, it comes down to a lot about Kansas City's offensive line. You know, they're dealing with those couple injuries. Uh, uh, Joe Tooney is not going to play. Andy Reid said yesterday, I think, that you should bet on him not playing. Uh, Prince Tego Wanago, hopefully I got that one right. He's not going to play. So, obviously, Kansas City, a team who has had their question marks this year anyway on the offensive line, missing a couple players, and that's not being talked about enough. So, why do I think the Kansas City is going to be able to right? Because obviously we're betting on Kansas City; they're going to get past as part of the handicap. Andy Reid again. This comes back to 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 the coach. Andy Reid has shown his ability to mix plays up to hide injuries and hide insufficiencies on his offensive line, even when it's been a normal thing, you know, throughout the regular season. Back when Alex Smith, Alex Smith was a the quarterback, there were a couple years there where major, major injuries derail or would have derailed normal offenses in the regular season. Andy Reid switched up how he called the same plays he called anyway, and they were able to kind of keep being very, very efficient with Alex Smith. So I see with two weeks of prep time the same idea here. They know in the locker room who's going to play who's not going to play. This is not like... Oh boy, well, we have this playbook if Tooney can play. We do We have one. Is it Tooney or Thoney? I'm not sure what it is, but we have one playbook if he can't play, one playbook if he can't play. That's not what's going on. They know if these guys are going to play or not. Two injuries right now on the offensive line. You better believe this offense will be prepared to handle that. So all of these things that are, are getting brought up and talked about. I just think Kansas City is going to have a counter and a reason for us to back them getting a couple points here. But interesting there with the... Kansas City offensive line against San Francisco's D-line. The overall approach from both teams, heavier emphasis on the rush. That's going to be important. My last kind of uh, note here for the actual matchup is Kansas City's passing attack against San Fran's defense. So, I think it's really important. Look at what we've kind of broken down, right? Kansas City's offensive line against San Fran's D line. Can San Fran stop what I think is going to be a heavy rush attack from from Kansas City? That's going to be, or can San Fran stop what's going to be a heavy rush attack from Kansas City, right? That's a big question mark for me in this game. The other big question mark is on the same side of the football against San Fran's defense against Kansas City's offense. It's Kansas City against San Fran's zone because San Fran loves sitting in that zone. And Patrick Mahomes actually does better against zones. So a lot of this game will come down to when Kansas City is on offense, despite San Francisco being the team this year to set all those records offensively. I think this is where the game is won or lost, and the handicap is decided with Kansas City having the football and San Fran on defense. You know, obviously them getting to Mahomes is a big deal, obviously, right? But can they shut down the rush is the first thing. But what we're getting into now is... What percentage of zone are we going to see from San Fran? What kinds of zone are we going to see from San Fran? Because this year, they have been one of the most versatile teams in terms of types of zones they've showed and the most frequent zones on the field. I think third overall in the NFL, uh, San Fran this year. So are they going to stick with that because that's what they do? Or are they going to switch it up? See, offensively, I think it's easy what we can expect from San Fran. They're going to stick with what they do. Okay. Defensively, I'm not so sure, and I think they know this too. I well, of course they know this, but the question is, are they going to act on this? Is Shanahan and the and their defensive coordinator and their staff going to say we need to mix things up and confuse Mahomes? If, if there's one thing that San Fran did really well the second half of the NFC Championship, it was disguising those looks, and they mentioned over and over on the broadcast how. Jared Goff was confused. He thought he was seeing one thing, and it was something totally different. Do we see that approach from San Fran? I think that's what we're going to, what they're going to need to win this game: a lot more man than they usually play, and a lot more exotic defenses than they're used to playing on a consistent basis from San Fran's point of view. So, I think that that's a big point of this approach. I think San Fran needs to do that. I don't think they will. I think San Fran is going to kind of play their defense at least the first part of the game until they may be forced out of it. But that's a big part here. What will Kansas City's passing attack look like against that San Francisco zone defense? And the last thing I kind of want to touch on here is the experience. And that is a real thing. Now, I mentioned this early, you know, briefly early, earlier in the podcast, but it's worth hitting one more time because... The Super Bowl is unlike any game in any sport. Now, maybe like the World Cup final rivals this, right? So there, there's very, very few games, but obviously in America, this is the biggest one. And for most of these players, this is the biggest game. This is the one game they've looked forward to their whole lives. Kansas City just has so much more experience. They've just had so, have so many more players who have been there. The staff, Andy Reid, and that's what it's about. When Andy Reid is the one controlling things, when Andy Reid is the one with his finger on the pulse of the entire team directing what this team's going to look like, that's who I trust ultimately and what I'm putting my money on is Andy Reid. And I mentioned him several times on this show for that very reason. I think that the experience is a big part of this game. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan has tendencies, I think, to kind of tighten up. He can sort of get a little tight. He can sort of... Let that... He needs this game. I think Shanahan knows this is a legacy game for him. But so does Andy Reid and Mahomes. And with Mahomes having lost one before, I just think that overall, the experience, everything that goes into it, all those little intangibles, combined with what we talked about today, do add up to about, let's say, around a half point of value for us if we take Kansas City. At plus two, minus 110, even though this thing's going up. So... That's our breakdown. That's our pick for the game. Uh, Kansas City, plus two, minus 110. Hope you appreciated the breakdown. And uh, yeah, hope you enjoyed it. So appreciate you listening. We will talk to you tomorrow right here on Sports Betting Daily.